You're listening to your superpowered mind on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that investigates the innate power within your brain to create lasting change. Hi, everyone. This is Kristen Maxwell, and you're listening to your superpowered mind. In this show, we take a look at our um, guests' transformational journeys so you can learn tools and tricks for how to transform your own life. Our guest today is Joy Chang, and we're going to be talking about how to improve self-esteem. Joy is the queen of transformational book publishing. She is a publishing coach, an author, speaker, mentor, healer, and in addition to that, a yoga teacher. Um, She is the founder of Illuminate Your Self-Love and also the best-selling author of her book, The Naked Truth, A Woman's Journey to Self-Love. Joy, welcome to your superpowered mind. Thanks, Kristen. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'd love to have you have this opportunity to talk to you. So my first question is always, what superpower did you uncover as a result of mastering your mind? Well, um, so I have something that I call a not, um, mind Jedi, like a super, you know, ninja mind Jedi trick. And so, <laughs> um, what I discovered is that I can take a belief that is a limiting belief and I can turn it into an empowering belief. Um, and so that is my, one of my superpowers. Wow. That is truly an amazing superpower um, for those of you who are maybe not as familiar with how limiting beliefs um, stop us from being who we, what we want. That's great. So tell me, how do you do that? Yeah. So, um, so for example, I had realized that there were a couple of beliefs that I had had that were limiting myself, that were limiting, you know, basically putting conditions on my own happiness. So I had a belief that if I got married, I'd be happier. And I had a belief that if I was single, I'd be miserable. And so I just said, how do I know that, you know, being married is going to make me happier? Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are married who are unhappy. And how do I know that being single is going to make me miserable? What if being single was the best thing that I ever did? And so just by flipping those beliefs, you know, it created space for a different possibility. Wow, that's great. So how did, uh, how do you um, remember to keep you know, staying in that empowering belief? You know, do you, did you have a process that you followed with that? Um, not really, to be honest. I mean, just in those, you know, just by asking those questions, it really shifted, I mean, the energy around it for me and, and, and gave me the courage. I was actually in an abusive relationship for four and a half years um, when I realized that I had had those beliefs. And, Um, you know, and so I finally, it gave me the courage to finally end that relationship for good and, and realize that I need to learn to love myself because I really didn't know that I didn't love myself until I was in that relationship. And it it made me realize that, that I needed that. Wow. That's really powerful. So, so what did you change as the result of being able to, um, flip your limiting beliefs? Like what changed about your life or how you live life now? Yeah, well, so another thing um, that, you know, really attributed to that was my spirituality was the understanding that I believe that we are not just human beings having a spiritual experience, that we're really uh, spiritual beings having a human experience, you know, and the understanding that 
Um, we are not our thoughts. You know, our thoughts are, are mostly, if not all, you know, conditioned beliefs that things that have been passed down to us through society, through our culture, through our family. Um, so they're not even, you know, our own. And, and they're not true. You know, the truth of who we are is that we are divine and perfect. And, um, but we're also human. And so that's why we have, you know, doubts. Um, but that understanding really helped me also with my mind because it was helping me to not attach to those thoughts, you know, because a lot of times we experience suffering because we attach to those thoughts that we have that we're not good enough, you know, and um, our fears and our limiting beliefs and our doubts about ourselves, but that's really not the truth. So when we can see it and, and be the observer of it rather than, you know, becoming attached to it, um, then that's when we have power. Right. How did you learn to, um, or what was the process of learning to even observe your thoughts? Because I think so many of us go through just living life without even recognizing that, that these thoughts are maybe even separate from us. Like, how, how did that come about? Yeah, so meditation, you know, is a, a big part of that for me. Um, so just becoming aware, you know, doing a mindfulness practice. Um, I did like a 30-day mindfulness practice where, you know, I just would sit and, you know, be silent and just notice, you know, a thought. And and instead of, you know, sometimes we might have this idea that we want to not have any thoughts, right? Like we got to mm-hmm. meditate so we just don't have thoughts. And, you know, even the, the people that are most experienced meditators that meditate like hours a day or, you know, years, and they like say, I think that the longest they can go without a thought is, I don't know, maybe eight, 10 seconds, or, you know, it's not very much. I mean, it's really not, or maybe even less than that. Like it's, it's so that's not really probably a goal that you should have when it comes to meditation, because, you know, it's pretty unrealistic to have, you know, no thoughts ever in your mind. But um, it's more about awareness, right? It's about um, coming back, like when you notice you have a thought is going, okay, like I just, one of the things that um, that I do is I just notice it as a, a cloud, you know, in the sky that's passing by. And you're just like, okay, so I'm just noticing that thought, you know, and, and not, and that's where the observer comes in, then where you're not attaching to it, rather than like, oh, you know, yeah, I don't think I, um, I don't know, can do this thing that I'm afraid to do. And, and what if this happens? And then, and then you start spiraling down and like following that sort of rabbit hole, right? Versus like, oh, okay. So I'm noticing that, you know, there's some fear or I've got this thought. And, you know, and then just, uh, you can, you know, if you're a visual person, like I'm a visual person. So I would just imagine, you know, like literally these thoughts, like clouds just, you know, passing through the sky. Uh-huh. That's great. Have you been meditating for a long time? Or um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't say that I have consistently been perfect, you know, and meditating mm-hmm. for right. uh, the whole time, but you know, I've kind of um, gone in and out with it. But um, yeah, I'd say, I don't remember like exactly when I got introduced to meditation, but probably at least six years ago. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know what, we're gonna have to take a quick break. Um, and, but when we do come back, I want to hear um, a little bit more about your story, um, um, your book, because I know that is the, um, you know, talking about how you got yourself out of um, deep depression and mm-hmm. increased your self-esteem. So I would love to, to get some more idea of how, how exactly you did that and what listeners maybe can do. Um, before we go, how can people learn more about you? Yeah, so you can go to my website, which is joychang.com. So that's J-O-I-E-C-H-E-N-G.com. 
That's great. Thank you so much. We'll be back in a minute. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Your Superpowered Mind, and we're talking to Joy Chang about how to improve self-esteem. And um, Joy, you have a, a very powerful book about um, your own journey to self-love. Maybe you can um, tell the listeners a little bit about the book and your story. Sure. So I was in um, a period of a long period in my 20s where I was really depressed and I even had you know suicidal thoughts. Um, I had a hard time getting out of bed. Um, I would cross this bridge on the way to work and I would have thoughts about, like, I wonder what would happen if I jumped off this bridge. And so it was, you know, obviously a dark time in my life, but also a really confusing time um, because I, there was nothing that was going bad in my life. You know, it wasn't like something had happened, like a um, really terrible breakup or a horrible loss, you know, like someone close to me had died, anything like that. Um, I had a good job. I, you know, had family and friends that cared about me. I was in a relationship. Um, So things were good in my life, but for some reason I just, you know, was feeling like something was missing and, um, and I didn't tell anybody. Um, and then I ended up in an abusive relationship. Um, and then it was at that point when, you know, like I mentioned earlier, that I realized that I didn't love myself. Um, and so I decided I needed to end that relationship and learn to love myself. Um, so I made that decision. And then the universe started bringing, you know, opportunities into my life to support me in learning how to love myself. And so then it was through that and through, you know, being on my purpose, living my purpose, then I, you know, kind of looked back and realized that I didn't have that depression anymore. And, you know, to be honest, it's not that those thoughts, you know, don't occasionally still come up, but usually, I mean, it's, it's like a very fleeting thought. It'll be like, oh, maybe I'll come myself a second later. It's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And there's just no energy behind it. Um, and so, you know, what I've realized, I think, is that I had someone, I heard someone once say that, you know, depression is anger turned inwards. And so, you know, sometimes if you haven't been in that place, you may think like, well, that person's just sad. You should just be happy or something, you know, like it's not even, it's not about being sad. And I know that sometimes, you know, when we hear about someone killing themselves, people may think like, wow, that's so selfish of them, of them. And if you're not in that place, it's hard to, I think, really understand. But, you know, because I've been there, I have so much empathy and compassion and I, get that, you know, the person did that because they were suffering so much that they just wanted to end their pain. It's not that they wanted to end their life, they wanted to end their pain, and they didn't know how else to end it. And, you know, they just aren't in a space to even think about other people. So for me, you know, even though I didn't think people cared about me when I was in that place, um, I didn't realize I was angry at myself, I projected it onto other people, you know, I was kind of angry at other people for thinking that they didn't care about me. And, um, But even though I had that thought, I knew that if I did kill myself, that my family would be really upset. And so that was like the thing that kept me from killing myself. But it was a really like difficult place to be because I felt stuck. I felt like I didn't, I couldn't die, but I also didn't 
didn't want to live, you know, and um, it wasn't until I shifted that focus and started learning to love myself and, you know, just living my purpose that, that, that shifted for me. So it was almost like I, when I kind of took it away from actually trying to not be depressed and to just love myself and live my purpose that, um, yeah, that I was able to heal from that. And I didn't, you know, do any therapy. I didn't take any medication and I'm not saying that, you know, that that isn't good for some people that, um, that might be appropriate for you, but just to know that like that wasn't my path. So, wow. So how did you, um, because one thing that's so powerful about your story is you were able to make the decision, you know, to make the decision of I'm going to learn how to love myself. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you ever think about that? Like what, what gave you the strength or the power or the ability to be able to, because so much of, of changing is deciding like, okay, Mm -hmm. I am going to do this differently. Right. I think that, you know, it's true. I mean, it, it's a journey. It's not like things happen overnight, but you do get to, you can make a decision. I mean, in a split moment, right? Like it, it takes a minute or second to make a decision, right. And to make that decision. And I, I didn't even know if in the moment I realized how powerful a decision that was, but it just, yeah, it's like, I just decided. And then the universe brought those things to me, you know, I was like, okay, this is what you want, you know, cause the universe is always wanting to give us what we want. But a lot of times we're not sure what we want or we've got, you know, we're like part of us wants it, part of us doesn't. And so we kind of send mixed messages. And I think that's why we don't get what we want, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we're really clear and like this is, you know, I, I just knew it, like I needed to do that. Um, and so I made that decision. So if, um, you know, I know there are so many of us out there who have, you know, just different extremes of worrying about self-esteem or lacking self-esteem and some of us it's uh constant and for others you know it's you know just very occasional i mean what do you do you have if somebody is really is struggling with self-esteem do you have any recommendations or tips or Mm -hmm. any questions they could do you know what would you suggest Yeah. So there's several practices, you know, I actually share my book and um, one of the practices that I did was um, this thing where I joined, I found this Facebook group called a hundred days of self love. Um, Mm -hmm. And so every day for at least a hundred days, I would write in my journal something I loved about myself and I would post in the group. Um, And, you know, actually to be honest at the time when I found the group, I it felt like a big thing. Like I didn't know that I could actually do that. You know, I, I didn't think I could actually find a hundred things to love about myself. It felt like a big stretch, but I was willing to give it a shot. And so I, you know, started doing it and I not only did the whole hundred days, I went on to do over 365 days and I don't even remember like at what point I kind of stopped doing it. But um, you know, that, that was a really powerful practice because it retrains our mind because we tend to, you know, just naturally, our minds tend to be very critical of us and naturally just say, you know, the things that we don't like about ourselves. You know, we're always talking to ourselves, you know, look in the mirror, especially as women, right? And uh, we start like noticing the things we don't like about us, uh, the way that we look and, you know, and just, yeah, the, the, the critical mind um, is constantly talking to us. And so when we're able to, you know, shift that focus and to find things that we do love about ourselves, then it, you know, our mind will, uh, be it, it can be retrained and it takes practice you know that's why it's like doing it every day um, you know is really powerful and also I think doing it in a group um, 
you know, you can do it on your own. You can journal a lot and it's powerful, you know, but if you do it in a group, it's even more powerful because there's this thing called synergy where one plus one is, you know, equals three when you have a group of people together that are, you know, coming together for a common purpose. And when you, if you're, you know, willing to post in the group, then you can see what other people post too and it can inspire you. And maybe there's things that you didn't think about that, you know, you'll think of when someone else posts something. Um, And, you know, the other thing about that practice is that you start realizing that you love yourself already right now, that you can start with where you're at, you know, so start with the things that are easy to love about you. So maybe you love your hair, you love your eyes or, you know, something like that's just really easy. And then eventually, you know, the goal would be to um, like, I believe that self-love is not about loving just like the good parts of us, but really embracing all of who we are, you know, so both what we call like the light and the shadow. So the, especially the parts that we don't want people to know about us, the parts that we, you know, don't think are very good is like when we can love those pieces of us, like that's real self-love. That really is self-love. And sometimes it's even hard um, to even tease out necessarily what it is we don't love about ourselves. We just sort of have this general um, malaise or dislike or feeling that something's not right. That um, So I could see how it would be powerful to really start looking um, Mm-hmm. for what is is lovable about you um no matter what so do you know is the facebook group still there it is still there yeah and it's a private group it's a closed group so i nobody will see what you post um i'm not sure if they'll see like if you're a member of the group but i know that it's not like just a completely open group good so it's not so, like everybody in the world sees it yeah although yeah. i you know i do encourage you if you're willing because sometimes i would post actually on my personal page like i love this about myself you know i'd say something like my post for the day would be something that i love uh so you know i, I encourage you know if you want to <laughs> like extra credit i suppose <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> post in the on your personal page and, and just you know see what happens um because i think that you know people are inspired by people that do love themselves because it is, you know, we're just, I think it's such an epidemic in our society and like, so what's the word like natural or common to put ourselves down, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. So yeah, it's, you know, we, but we, we like to see people that are, are willing to, to not do that. I think because there's a part of us that wants to be able to do that. Right. Right. So there's a part of us, even as we put ourselves down that, recognizes the power um, and the light in people who, who don't totally put themselves down. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's really very nice. So, um, you know, in your bio, it says that you work in book publishing. Can you tell just a little bit about what, what you do in that area? Yeah, so I, I kind of joke that I fell into book publishing. It wasn't something that I was planning on doing. You know, when I wrote my book, I was actually working with women and helping them love themselves so they could live their dream life. And so, you know, I was um, inspired to write my book to share my story um, and then to inspire other people to share their story and then to use it as a tool to grow my business. So those were my three intentions. But then after publishing my book, I had people reach out to me and say, hey, I have this event coming up and I'd love to have you speak at this event. And I had never done a speaking event before. And, um, you know, I doubled my income in three months. I got my highest paying client. I've been on, you know, podcasts with millions of listeners all over the world and like so many just amazing things. And then the greatest part is just knowing that I've left my legacy and that, you know, impact forever in the world and um, that peace and knowing that, you know, if I were to die like tomorrow that I don't have to worry about, you know, what kind of an impact did I make? And 
Um, and so that's just really inspired me to help other people to, I was just like, this is such an amazing feeling and experience that I want everyone else to have this experience. Um, and so that inspired me to shift the focus of my business. And so, you know, I do occasionally, I still take clients on that, you know, are struggling with self-love, but my main focus is, um, I believe we all have a unique story and when we're willing to share that story, to be vulnerable, that, you know, it not only heals us, but it heals the world. Um, and that it's through our stories, through our vulnerability that we really feel connected to each other. And that's the thing that I think is scary for a lot of us and myself included, um, because we're afraid of being rejected. But then the truth is the vulnerability is what leads to the connection. And that's, I think, what we all really want, you know? Right. So do you have people who come to you who have books already? Or do you help people write their books? I'm just curious, because I do know there are lots of people who are, I think the process of writing a book in and of itself could be healing. Right. So yeah, so it's it's kind of both. I mean, I have people that that come to me that are like, okay, I, I, I know I want to write a book or, you know, I've always wanted to write a book or I have a story inside of me, but I don't know how to like get it out. And so, you know, I help them through the process of writing their book. So, you know, guiding them through like what, what to do and how to structure it. Um, and then the accountability and the support. And, you know, there's just a lot of things that you don't know. Like I know when I wrote my book, I was like, where do I start? Right. It feels like such a big thing. So you definitely, want to have someone that, you know, has been there that knows the process. And especially when you're sharing your own story, I think like you're going to, I think sometimes what keeps people from writing their story is that they might be afraid to go back into the painful moments in their life, you know, and, and I get it and it it can be like scary and, um, and you are going to, you know, you probably will experience some of that same pain that you went through. Like I know for me, I actually went through what I call a very dark night of the soul where I, had a night where I actually had those thoughts of killing myself come up again. And I had an energy behind it that I hadn't had since, you know, that time in my life. And it was scary. And, but I was sitting, you know, in the bathroom and I just said, you know, I said like a prayer to God. I was like, God, what's the gift in this? Because I do believe that there's always a gift. And so when I asked that question, the answer I got was that I needed to go through that experience because um, it would help me connect to people that are feeling that way right now, you know, and connect me back to that time in my life when I felt that way so that I could better connect to my readers. Um, And I, you know, haven't had that experience since then. So, you know, having someone, I think like me who, you know, I'm also in addition to a coach, I'm a healer. Um, and so I can hold that space. I can do some energy healing with my clients if they need it, you know, and just be that space for them to know that they're safe and that they're okay. Like whatever they're going through when they're in that process of writing their book, you know, that they're going to realize that they are like so much stronger. Cause I, in the moment it can feel like, well, why is this happening? Like I had that thought of like, you know, I've done so much work on myself. Like, why am I back in this place? And then it was like, wait, okay, that's not really the best question (laughs) to ask in this moment. It was like, what's the gift, you know? Uh, and so that's just, again, that, you know, the power of a question and, and powering question. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, so I do help people that, you know, have, haven't started, but I also have, we also have clients that, you know, have already written their book. Um, and then, you know, we say that actually I have a, my business partner and I work with our clients together and um, a successful book is 5% writing, 95% marketing. Right. So, you know, but we say it's you're a best selling author, you're not a best writing author. So it's not how well you can write. It's really about, you know, the marketing. Right. And so we help our um, clients to 
uh, market their book in a way that is going to make them, you know, thousands of dollars. And um, if they, if that's what they want, I mean, it depends on your motivation, your, you know, why, because some clients, they just want to write a book and leave their legacy, right? Like they don't really care. It's not about, maybe they don't have their own business and um, it doesn't really matter to them how many books they sell, but other people really want to use it as a tool to grow their business. And yeah. it's, it's definitely like, one of the best, I mean, personally, I think it's one of the best investments you can make in yourself and in your business. Um, But yeah, if that's your intention, then we definitely help you with that as well. And I also do work with clients um, to grow a speaking business and a coaching business because I'm also a speaker and a coach. So um, I have clients that, you know, I have uh, um, clients that come to me for all of them. And then I have clients that are just like, I just want to write a book or I just want to grow my coaching business. I just want to grow my speaking business. So really whatever, you know, it depends on what they are coming to me with and what their needs are. Wow. You do a lot. You do lots of things. (laughs) (laughs) And how amazing to think that you started out from a place where you really, uh, really weren't, didn't like yourself. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know it. (laughs) So, and and, I mean, honestly, you probably, if you talk to my friends, they probably would not have known that, (laughs) you know, and they, I mean, of course they didn't, get when I was in that abusive relationship, why I was still in it. Cause they're like, you're amazing. Why would you be with this guy? Right. But when you're not in it, like it's hard to understand because obviously it's not all bad, you know, there's good and bad and everybody, right. Like good things and bad things. And so, and you're not emotionally like invested, you know? Right. Yeah. It's, um, it's amazing. One of the things that seems to be coming up is there's like so many people even who commit, suicide don't a lot of people don't even know that they're really depressed or um you know are struggling so it's um it's a very interesting i don't know interesting is not the right word um it would be really great to give people you know the hope to say okay let let me turn this around and there's hope for me you know, and what is the mm-hmm. gift in this situation? Because I do think that in our struggles, we really do, um, we're learning skills that are going to help us um, help others, which you definitely are doing. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, you know, when, when the whole thing with Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain happened, I know that, you know, I saw people posting about like, like, um, you know, look out for your strong friend or, you know, and I, I, I thought that was great because I think that, you know, sometimes, you know, people might be like, well, what are the warning signs? And, you know, to be honest, sometimes I don't know if there are. I mean, I know for me, like I, you know, said, I I didn't tell anybody when I was going through it. And even afterwards, like the only person up until, I guess, I don't know, maybe, you know, since my book has come out and stuff, like I've been a lot more vocal about my experience, you know, my journey. Um, But like, you know, I hadn't told anybody before except for my dad, you know, and, um, so I know that I think that's common, you know, where people it's, it's, and then when I did post it on Facebook, I had like a friend that was like, oh my gosh, you know, she's known me for a long time. And she's like, I had no idea. And you always seem so positive. And it is like, usually the, you know, can be the people that you least expect, you know, because I don't know why they guess they just, it's hard to, um, to admit that you're, you know, struggling. And especially when you're, I think in such a light, like the, you know, when you're a celebrity or, um, you know, just doing big things in the world, it, it can be like, you can feel this pressure of like people, you know, people look up to me and people, you know, like to, to admit that you're struggling can be a hard thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. But that's what I believe I'm here to help, you know, with the world is to help like, 
you know, be vulnerable myself so that I can hold that space for other people to give them permission that it's okay to admit that because we are all human. We all go through, you know, no matter how successful you are, like um, we all have challenges and, and days that we, you know, probably like want to give up or don't know if we're really making an impact or, you know, like all of those things. Right. And mm-hmm. um, so being willing to share that, it just gives other people the permission to know that they can as well and that they're not alone. Right. And I do love, you know, the part of your story is like really, to let people know that you can, we, you know, there's this sense we have that we have beliefs and that they're set, but you can have a belief. And actually, if it doesn't really support where, what you want or who you want to be in the world, you can learn how to adopt a more empowering belief, you know, mm-hmm. like you've did with finding evidence. So thank you so much. So, um, it looks like we're getting short on time, but can you um, remind the listeners again where they can find you and more about all of, you know, everything you provide? Sure. Yeah. So again, if you want to connect more with me, you can go to my website, which is joychang.com. That's J-O-I-E-C-H-E-N-G.com. Um, and there's actually, if you go to my site, there's a couple of free gifts there. So there's a seven day self-love challenge. Um, that if you sign up, basically, you'll get an email every day for seven days with a different self-love practice. So we talked about, you know, one of those um, on this interview, but there's six other practices. Um, And then you can also, if you're, you know, listening and you're thinking, you know, maybe there is a story inside of me that, you know, the world needs to hear, then I would love to talk with you about that. And um, so you can schedule a complimentary clarity breakthrough call with me. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your story with us today. And listeners, thank you all so much for being here. Um, be t- you know, based on what we've heard today, remember to, to look at your beliefs um, and noticing if, if your beliefs and your thoughts are really negative about yourself, maybe consider trying um, a challenge, you know, looking at Joy's um, practices. So between now and next time, go out and remember that you do hold the power to change and transform your world. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today. 